is your fearless commissioner, Tom Hart, side-by-side co-commissioner, Commodus. Together, this is the Champions Podcast. How are we doing, Kyle? We're doing great. We're here on a Wednesday afternoon, and uh, we're here for playoffs, right? Uh, We've already lost two members of the league, and now this is a... for, for eight of us, the last week of guaranteed football, guaranteed fantasy football, nothing else is promised for you or I, Kyle. We've we've got week 14, and, and who knows what more. Maybe nothing. Maybe nothing else. So it's – everyone's 0-0. It's just that beautiful time of year where we realize nothing else matters before this. Nothing else, of course, matters afterwards. It's Gina or Bust. It's what I live for. I've got uh, motherfucking Portillo's delivered to my house already. We've got catered Portillo's. It's self-catered. I think that's the branding, at least, for it. This Sunday, I'm going to be chomping down on some some big beefs with some sweet and hot peppers. Might slab a little schmear of mayonnaise in there just for a little... Little contrast, you know. I'm living large. Got it. I was gonna say I didn't. I didn't realize that Iowa had Portillo. Oh no, it's shipped from Chicago. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. That's gonna be so gross. It's frozen. It's all frozen. So like, I need to. I need to put oh, it in man. a crock pot. The bread is frozen. The jardinera is frozen. Everything's pre-cooked and frozen, and it's delicious. I've I've had it before. Yeah. It it turns out quite well. Well, I might just go to the actual Portillo's that's like a mile away from the house and then we'll take a picture. Well, I don't have that luxury. Any other plan do you have do you have specific playoff plans for yourself, Kyle? Um, I expect to be talking with a couple members of the league pretty frequently throughout the day. But otherwise it's just another Sunday, which means my ass is in front of red zone for the entire there day. There we go. All right, before we get into a very brief week thirteen review, like we said, none of that really matters anymore. But a few friendly reminders. We will still have the banquet this year again, uh, using the unlimited power that is the internet. We will be able to um, do that remotely. Date yet to be determined. It as well. As you remember, playoff seeding um, head-to-head was the tiebreaker. So, of course, just refreshers. Those The standings have already been changed. Um, uh, Garrett um, uh, lost to Joe in the regular season. So Joe got the three seed and Garrett got the four between Castro and Kyle. Kyle defeated Castro in their one matchup. So Kyle got the five, Castro got the six. Those have all been updated and taken care of. So the playoffs look accurate now. The only thing is first seed gets free eight points. Second seed gets six. Third gets four. Four gets two. That has yet to be added. That'll be added Sunday. Actually, it should be. It might be able to be added tomorrow night on Thursday, depending on what time you're seeing this. But those numbers will eventually be added. That's really all you got to know. So if you had a higher seed, if you got home field advantage, you get a little bump. Any questions, Kyle? Or are we ready for week 13? 
I think we're ready for week 13. Let's dive All in. All right, we can, we can start with your matchup, Kyle. You know, it was you versus Vince. Vince, the only one to have clinched a specific seed. Now, the top seven spots who are in the playoffs were decided. But Vince, as number seven, could not move up nor down. So not much going on here. What were you thinking through this game? Anything to point out? I mean, like, I really wasn't expecting much, considering, again, my basically entire team was right. on a bye. <laughs> um, the one thing that I thought was just a fun stat from my team was, so Hayden Hurst with his 1.9 points. Uh, so in his two games against New Orleans this year, he has 1.9 <laughs> points total. He's done. Every other game, he is averaging eight. So huh. that's fun. Well, that's fine. They've already know, played I'll... twice, right? They're, you don't have any playoff matchups, do you? Right, yeah. But I mean, like, outside of that, like, I again, I didn't have much hope. I Like, Vince really needed a crater, and I knew he wasn't. So that's pretty much all I got to say yeah, about this I game. Mean, yeah, you're mediocre across the board, except motherfucking Sam Darnold decided to, you know, it might not have been a, a very good game to watch having um, it, three turnovers, but he still got you 20 points without breaking 200 passing yards. So somehow that's good fantasy football. <laughs> reminiscent of the Blake Bortles oh, of old. Completely. Completely. But um yeah, otherwise let's go into a new yeah. game. Let's talk about the game that meant the most for the league, like in general going forward, and that's oh. Patterson succumbing to a loss from one Joe Von Miller. Joe has completed his bounty, wouldn't you say? He's, he's I would. collecting his 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 emotional cash reward as he, he really stomped on Patterson. I believe this was our, if not your matchup, the biggest law, like the biggest point differential, one forty two to Patterson, um, requiring a win to make the playoffs gets only ninety nine points. Quite disappointing. Yeah, and it really sucks considering he had, you know, Corey Davis 35 on his side. Yeah, which which wouldn't have been enough. He still lost by 43 points. But Corey Davis and a move here or there could have been did it. Uh, McKissick has been quite good ever since Alex Smith took over. And McKissick rode the bench uh, instead where Kareem Hunt uh, really did nothing so that could have been if he made both of those moves patterson would have won patterson patterson had the bench to win and he didn't use it so put it this way patterson's not making the playoffs because of two losses from combined yeah either one of those gets flipped patterson's in the playoffs pretty not only not in the playoffs he's the only champ that didn't make the playoff which makes one thing very clear. Relegation. Patterson relegated to a chump. You'll, you'll love to right? see it. <laughs> you know, if there's one person when I look at this league and I think chump, it's Patterson. All those all those rings, those mean nothing. He he underperformed and was unlucky in one year. He's a ch- he's a chump yeah. to me. God, what what a world! I will know though that this probably was Joe's 
shining hour of the entire season. So good, good on you, Joe. I'm proud of you. Proud that you fulfilled your own bounty. All right. Speaking of making the playoffs, let's head our way over to Acosta versus Sir Luco. Now, given that Patterson lost, this game was simply winning in. So whoever won was going to be that eight seed. Just not a fun spot to be in, but at least it's in the playoffs. The winner is out of the fucking toilet bowl and doesn't have to face themselves three weeks in a row. Now, so you want to know what the real crazy thing about this one was? So last week, Sir Luco's two quarterbacks got him, I think, a total of five points. This week, Sir Luco's two quarterbacks get him a total of, what is that, 54? Fucking Derek Carr. (laughs) Let's go, Derek Carr. Like Cam Newton having a good game isn't like the craziest thing. To have two rushing touchdowns. I mean, it it kind of is, though, because it's like – I mean, it's more along the lines of like, okay, the Patriots scored 45 and Cam Newton couldn't even get 100 passing yards. Yeah. Bad. Bad. <laughs> but but um, Derek Carr also, and a like, certain tight end the game... had, uh, had, a, had a hot, hot day in Vegas. So I actually, it was in New York. Magical. But yeah, Sir Luco um, riding ride this momentum. Nick Chubb continuing to churn out, you know, decent performances. Sir Luco getting the win. I do see a little worry with um, Antonio Gibson. Thanksgiving, he was, what, 35 points, 40 points, something? What What's the deal yeah. with two carries for 14 yards, Kyle? What's up with that? He had turf toe, like, immediately yeah, into that not game. Good. Not good. And uh, I will say, though, Sir Luco, you know, we often make fun of him because of his trades and stuff. But he did trade for Antonio Gibson, who's going to end the regular season as the number six running Fuck. back. So good on him. Good job. Yeah. Yeah. As much as we make fun of him, he's in the playoffs. And that's that's all that matters, yo. <laughs> all that matters, yo. Looking at it from the other side, though, really the big sinkhole here for Acosta was his two flexes. I mean, more so Carson Wentz and De- Devontae Parker. Uh, not great. But, you know, I don't think given the information he had, those were the players he would have played. It seems kind of unreasonable to not play the number one wide receiver for Miami going against soft Cincinnati, you know, versus the Houston Texans number two receiver at this point. Right. Acosta's team's kind of been like this all year. He's always like the bottom half of his roster, his flex and tight end and even second QB have always been pretty weak. He used to be able to hang his hat on a certain Christian McCaffrey to kind of counterbalance that. Yeah, not, not, not anymore. anymore. So he's kind of, kind of a whole nothing burger on this on this team going forward. Uh, he was lucky enough. David Montgomery had quite a game, multiple touchdowns, plenty of catches, twenty-seven points for for a losing Bears running back. That seems like a lot of things that shouldn't bode well. But they did. That was yeah. kind of his one of his few shining moments. And he has we're probably never gonna reference his name on the podcast for you know, I don't know, like forty weeks or so until till next summer. Dude's out of the playoffs. Yeah. Sad, sad day. But uh 
not much else to say for Acosta. He he tried hard, and I think more often this is, you know, uh, I, I would say this is a big pat on the bat to Sir Luco because we all made fun of him all season long, and you know what? Yeah. He ended up in the playoffs. He made it all the way up to third worst. Yep. All right, where are we go? Where are we going? And, next, uh, not much. We else got else. two. Two of these were these were really back and forth. Not everyone thought they were going to be back and forth, but send this away. Which which matchup do you want to hit, and which one do you want to save for last? Yeah, let's go ahead and jump Ooh, into okay. yours first here. So I'm going to go ahead here and just say uh, this game is ridiculous for two reasons. One, Garrett only won this because of a last-second touchdown, a 77-yard touchdown because of Aaron, from Aaron Jones. And you were only in this game to begin with because you had the fourth highest game ever from a tight end in Darren Waller's 45 right. points. This both teams were simultaneously like so impressive and underwhelming at the same time. Uh, like Garrett was commenting out like, "Oh, congrats on your number one seed." He totally gave up like, but like by like 1 p.m. on Sunday. Uh, but he won because because uh, my running backs are so bad, and and really I had literally nothing to back up what Darren Waller did in his 200 receiving yards, 13 catches, and two touchdowns for 45 points. Yep. And I was just I was just trying to hold on to a lead, and and there's 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 not much I really did. To help keep it. No, it was kind of a, a really sad performance for a couple of reasons. One, I don't know what's happened to Miles Sanders, yeah. but it's I mean not that whole good. that whole offense, <laughs> that whole team isn't. Uh, they've they've of course benched their quarterback going forward. Um, but my, this Miles Sanders is healthy now. Early in the year, he was banged up, and they were kind of holding him back. Mid-season, he hit his stride. He came back healthy. And he was getting a bunch of opportunities, and now it's just kind of petering away for whatever reason. I mean, put it this way: Miles Sanders has not gotten above thirteen points since week five. Yeah, that's two months. Very mediocre. Very, very mediocre. I would say below, but <laughs> but like, so you had that. You also had issues with Terry McLaurin, Benny Snell. And Kyler Murray, ever since he got shook up, I think it was two weeks ago, has just not looked the same. Nope, nope, nope. Yeah. Like I said, 45 points was really um, like a third of my team, roughly. And, and you know, you know, Kyle Murray tried. He got somehow three touchdowns and still only 16 points. Uh, a couple of, couple of big plays from other guys. But outside of Tannehill, no one was really consistently helping the team go. It's just rough. Like Tyler yeah, Boyd, I mean, if you Tyler Boyd had going in. It, it was yeah, very it was good, a good catch. <laughs> but then he, then he stopped <laughs> catching after the first quarter. <laughs> I mean, I will say, though, if you had went into this game and we had told you, hey, you're going to get – half of your points from Darren Waller and Ryan Tannehill. 
I think you would have thought the score was, but it would not have been right. as close as it was. I mean, that's how ridiculous. So, that's how ridiculous Darren Waller was that my team could both be so shitty. Yet, like one forty-four, we've talked about this. Like one twenties has been winning games lately. Like this on a typical week, this is like a a near lock for a win. But no, Garrett Garrett showed up. He he had a little bit more consistent play, top to bottom. Um. Derrick Henry, not one of those consistent guys. Derrick Henry was quite a disappointment. But the fact that Garrett can win with a shitty Derrick Henry is real scary going forward. Yeah. I mean, like, I've said this about Garrett's team all year. His core four players, and that's his two running backs, two receivers, to me, like, they're in general scary. And even then, like, you're going to have an off week like Derrick Henry did today or this last weekend, the other ones are usually going to be right. enough to make up for it. I think it's just going that Robinson free agent pickup early in the year, how big of an advantage it is. Because there really hasn't been that sexy of real top-tier free agents this year. And if you get your hands on one or two of those, that really is elevating a guy like uh, Garrett, who was struggling for so long with an injured Michael Thomas. But now he's got a complete roster. Eight wins for Garrett. Got himself a little bit of home field advantage. You know, good for him. Yeah. Well, that's pretty much all we have to say about this one. This ended up being really crucial to seed. We already kind of went over that with Garrett getting the fourth seed with this win. Um, Outside of that, we go to the last game, which was just an explosion of points on both sides. Castro is hot right now. So hot right now. Yeah. <laughs> but what was crazy is he got 173, despite the fact Clyde Edwards Hilaire got him zero this week. Jeez. Wow. But yeah, yeah, 173 <laughs> losing to 192. This one was back and forth. If you watch like the percentages of the 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 projections, which are, you know, it's always shitty. But but usually they, they fiddle around, you know. You know, 40 to 60, and then it starts to swing. This one was swinging, you know, 18 to 90, all back and forth, all week long, all the way to fucking Tuesday. Which I, I really want football to not make it to Tuesday next week. I, w- I would like Sunday night to be the end of football. Can we all agree that that's how football works? Yeah. Yeah, I like it's this whole so thing long. It's so it's long. It feels feels all disconnected. They feel like different weeks, or when there's like free agency halfway through it. I don't like. I don't like it. Just yeah. feels kind of dirty. But Wilson got his win. Plenty of stud performances. Got himself a number one seed. Highlights out of team, of course. Uh, Josh Allen has been stellar as always. Four touchdowns, nearly 400 yards is huge. Um, We did see the Dalvin Cook show in Jacksonville. They fed him the ball quite a lot. How many guys um, have gotten 32 carries in a game this year? Right, Not many, I can tell you that. I will say I think one of them is Josh Jacobs. Yeah, yeah, probably like week one or two, though. Not, Not as of late, Kyle. No, (laughs) 
But uh, congrats to Wilson for getting securing that one seed, and that's going to come in handy quite a yeah, bit. Yeah, giving this week. him eight plus points against Sir Luco, the eight seed who made it. Good for Brian Castro. Castro had a lot of power here because he was in weird position with tiebreaker. Because Kyle, you have the tiebreaker over Castro. But Castro had the tiebreaker over both Garrett and Joe. So if Castro won, he would have jumped all the way to the three seed. Instead, losing, right. he's then tied with you, who has loses the tiebreaker too. So he goes from the top of the seven-win ties of last week to the very bottom with a loss. Yeah, that's why we love the KCLC. Anything is, is possible. Anything is possible. <laughs> All right, let's go ahead here. That's enough of week 13. We got, we got playoffs, playoffs and we've got about. only four matchups to talk about, Kyle. Whew. I will say, real, real quick, we'll just gut reaction, gun to your head. Who's winning, who's winning the, the toilet, the toilet bowl? bowl? Okay, that was not the gut reaction my gut was processing. Um, Patterson. This one gets it done and out of the way, so that way we never <laughs> – Perfect. I'm going to call. We got our stuff. money down <laughs> on the line then. Okay. But uh yeah, let's go ahead. We're we're prepping up. We got four great games here. Well, well Which we one can do this in traditional first? way. We can go top to bottom, don't you think? We can start with the one eight matchup of Brian Wilson versus Alex Serluco. Let's see. Are these lineups complete? Is that really? No. We are missing a defense as of right now for Sir Luco. On his bench, he has the Texans. So we're going to assume he's slotting that guy in. Waivers have passed over twice. So that's that's probably his defense. But even if he slots likely, in the yes. Texans there, I'm not going to – plus eight points are going to be added to Wilson's score, you know, a touchdown and 20 yards rushing or receiving. That's that's a big, big obstacle. Now, Wilson, the last few weeks hasn't been that spectacular. He ended week 13 on fire with 190 being the top score of the week, being the top seed. It's hard to pick against someone like that. Do you do you right. have any reason to to cast some doubt on Wilson? Is Sir Luco starting a Sir Cinderella story here? And who knows? Sir Luco might make his way to the champs division if he plays his cards right. Yeah, no, I mean it's possible, but <laughs> I don't think so. I think uh, what's more than likely going to happen is Sir Luco is going to bump up Raheem Moisert, yeah. take out Antonio Gibson, and then. I'm- Guessing he's probably going to play Tim Patrick because he's been the most on fire lately. So, I mean, like, if we're going based off of projections, so Luca still has another like 20 ish yeah. points he can potentially get up there. But ultimately, outside of some crazy, unexpected performances, a lot of his right. players are in bad matchups. Cam Newton can barely basically not throw the ball anymore. Um, I expect they're like. Wilson's team to have a couple of shootouts. Um, granted, I don't love the whole uh, Stefan Diggs and Josh Allen versus Pittsburgh. I'm not in love with that. But if it's a high-scoring game, you know, they'll get theirs regardless of turnovers. Yeah. Uh, there's, there's like, if there's one player who's got a good matchup and good upside for Sir Luco, I, I don't know who it is. <laughs> like, 
there's there's not much hope. It's 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 really is it? I mean, the the stud that's been kind of, I mean, Antonio Gibson, like you were saying, is going to be benched. He's the only one who's had like a real high ceiling outside these quarterbacks who are in terrible matchups. Cam Newton's going to be Cam Newton in Indiana or Indianapolis is not a good setup for Carr. Besides, Carr's only good like every three weeks, and he had a he had his good week last week. So, if for whatever reason <laughs> Cleveland on Monday night can do well and they can give feed the ball to Nick Chubb a lot, I don't see how else Sir Luco stays competitive. This is Wilson's game. Yeah. So, without yep. much further ado, I'm, I'm picking Wilson, and let's go back. Yep. Or so, let's go to the next Wilson, assuming Wilson, he will be playing the winner of Kyle versus Garrett. What are you thinking, Kyle? Do you like your chances? You've been saying over and over uh, in our chats and on this podcast, the man you want to avoid is who? <laughs> One and you are playing Garrett Wallen, Garrett Wallen this week, aren't you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm not extremely Shouldn't happy about it. Last um <laughs> Uh, you know, I was trying to do this whole prep for the playoffs bit, and then it doesn't matter because I'm going with the one person who I think's playoff <laughs> schedule is better than mine. <laughs> so really, I'm kind of on a, I'm on a hope and a prayer. Um, I don't even really know where to get to it because it's like Aaron Jones against Detroit, literally the worst run defense. Derrick Henry against Jacksonville, the second but worst hey- run defense. Michael Thomas. You know, has uh, what's his face throwing Tyson Hill? Who but loves you've him. got Christian McCaffrey this week for real this time, right? Yeah, yeah, he did and, practice today. And I mean, Denver is not exactly uh, the the stingiest of defenses. That could be that could be good. And side for McCaffrey, maybe not for Teddy, but for McCaffrey. Um, DJ Moore and Curtis Samuel are both going to be out for the game. So maybe that just means McCaffrey's catches go through like yeah, 15 to 20 catches all the time. And <laughs> yeah. If he's, if he's running the slot, he might, he might just be his, his route tree might, might have to expand as well. That could be good. Um, but yeah, I mean, top to bottom Garrett has, he has that core four and that core four is all in good matchups as well. And there, there aren't too many weaknesses on his on his roster this week. The only thing is, is you need you need to overachieve to win, right? That's that's that's, that's what it's going to come down to. And you know what, Christian McCaffrey is going to give you a butt. Maybe that whole car uh, Carolina offense could could get in swing together and give you a big bonus. That's your your main opportunity. Of course, for whatever reason, you're heavily invested in the Chicago Bears and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You've really got very few teams as a whole you're invested in, which I think is good for an underdog, right? If for if the Tampa Bay offense is clicking or the Bears offense is really clicking, you get to you get double the reward. If they suck, you know, you're probably gonna lose anyway, so that doesn't matter. So all you're counting on is those points doubling up. <laughs> and you know what? Versus Minnesota versus Houston, it could happen. I'm going to say it here, Kyle. You're going to get a narrow victory 
because uh, the the Bears and the Panthers are just that good, or that lucky and that hot. <laughs> I feel like I was gonna say I feel like you're being extremely facetious. I'm picking Garrett it, to have the highest score of the week and to win this. In a All long right, we'll, we'll differ there, I guess. Let's make our way down to the three-six matchup. Which is arguably going to be the best game to watch, more than likely this week, just like yes, from a fan perspective. Definitely, because um, both of these teams, this is really the only pairing of both teams kind of being hot right now. Both ending their seasons pretty well. Castro, of course, ended a season on a loss, but again, he actually outscored Joe last week. Why can't he outscore him again? Right? Like we knew Castro started this year poor. He started with um, COVID. He started this year with not enough quarterbacks. And so you look at his seven wins, and, yeah. and they're obviously backloaded. He's probably got one of the best records of the second half of the season. As some, I haven't looked I at the, the math. I'm just saying it's been really fucking good. Okay. Uh, so Castro, <laughs> Castro's definitely the most likely underdog to win. What did you say this week? Yeah, I mean, I think that goes without saying. Um, plus, I mean, like, let's be honest, Joe already fired right. his one shot of glory this year. He doesn't really care about the Gina anymore. All he cared about was Patterson. So, you know, what does he have to live for? He already he accomplished what he set yeah, out to Joe, do. Joe, yeah, Joe blew his load last week, and there's nothing left in the tank for him. And it's absolutely certain. So I'm, I'm. Yeah. I mean, but like looking at these like actual matchups here, I mean, the big thing to say, really, it's going to come down to how good does Green Bay do against Detroit? If Detroit like is laying an egg and Devontae Adams continues his best wide receiver campaign in fantasy football history, I, I don't feel good for Joe. <laughs> But uh, who knows? Maybe Kamara actually gets targeted against Philly. Maybe Deshaun Watson somehow does really good against Chicago. Yeah. Like, it's possible. I just think it's not good. Yeah. I, I think the game script specifically is going to be important in that Detroit game because it could be a, a, an early lead for Green Bay. Doesn't bode well either when he's got three – Castro's got three guys on that passing attack. And if those guys kind of cool off by the second or third quarter, that's that's going to slow down. Because again, we're talking like Castro is a sure thing, but Joe Joe does have a quality roster. Let's let's not fool ourselves and say Kamara and Ezekiel Elliott are just like terrible running backs. Like they're they're they've had some they've fallen out some hard times, but let's let's not let recency yes. bias crowd our viewing of them. They'll bounce back a little, you know, Zeke at Cincinnati. That's not, it's not like it's going to be some trade wreck where the awful Cowboys just can't move the ball. They're going to be in that game. And Zeke is very much going to be a part of that offense. Right. Now I will say the one thing that, that is to Joe's benefit though, is Brandon cooks kind of star, if you will, continues to rise. And to me, it does kind of seem like Chicago has kind of given up on the year. Like, they're just so upset about their coach and their GM and everything. 
So it wouldn't surprise me if Houston, even though Chicago has a really good defense, it wouldn't surprise me if Houston just comes yeah. out and plays like a third. Yeah, I think, I think the Bears, they've all just kind of given up on each other, and they're hoping the other guy you know, looks bad and gets fired. They're hoping the front office is hoping the coaching sucks. The, the players are hoping the coaches get the blame, and we get new quarterbacks. It's a hot, hot mess. There's just uh, not talent and not money and not smarts on that team. So, yeah. Very possible Houston could take off and get cooking. <laughs> um, <laughs> as what? All right, with that bad yeah, point sure. aside, let's uh, go to we're, our last we're, one here. I'm picking Castro. Who are you taking? Um, yeah, I'm taking Castro. Like, this is second that's biggest slam slide for me. I do think Joe's going to put up a fight. You know, the, the amazing duel that will be Russell Wilson – uh, versus, well, now I'm blanking on the, 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 the hype of this comment is losing its steam as I slowly forget the name. Yeah. Oh my it's god, the Jets quarterback that's mediocre that just came back from injury. When they duel, when Sam Darnold and Russell Wilson duel on Sunday, when's going to be flying for Joe? Alright, last <laughs> matchup. Me versus Vincent Cartagena. Yeah, so this is actually going to be my shock of the yeah, week. I'm basically I'm hobbling to the finish line here. You know, Miles Sanders is probably uh, deserves to be benched. Josh Jacobs was hurt last week. Um, Darren Waller is the Joe Sortino of this league, right? He shot his load last week. Darren Waller has his big weeks <laughs> and his bad weeks. And usually I'm lucky, and they kind of balance out with Josh Jacobs. Like, one of them usually is good. So maybe that means Josh – maybe that's why Darren Waller was so good last week because there was exactly zero points from Josh Jacobs. Now that Josh Jacobs is back, he's going to reabsorb all 45 points of Darren Waller, and he's going to have a master game. So I should probably pick up a tight end because he's um, defeated. Right. Falling apart. <laughs> but but, but okay, so Vince isn't good. Thing, like, Tom. yes, I'm, I'm bad. In their, in... But, but Vince isn't good, right? No, I disagree. Vince, over the last month, has been sneakily kind of good. And so here's why. Wayne Gallman, Mike Gaskin, terrible sounding people, right? But each of them have gotten at least double digits in their last month of the games in every game. So, like, yes, Wayne Goldman is not a good player, but he's a good fantasy player. He gets you at least 10 points. Miles My, Gaskin, again, What happens when Devontae Freeman gets over his COVID uh, before Sunday and Wayne Goldman gets benched, or at least in a committee? I mean, I don't personally think that's going to be the case. We'll see. Um Outside of that, I mean, he still has DeAndre Hopkins, and he still has Jefferson. rookie yeah. sensation Jordan but, Jefferson. In what's probably yeah, going to be a shootout. Tampa Bay. Yeah, Brady Cousins. Um, I could see that as a shootout. I mean, Minnesota – Minnesota's just a weird offense, right? They're so run-heavy, but they'll – when they – when they, yeah. They're going to have to pass, I think. It's just like one of but, those things where it's like, yes, they want to run, but I think they're going to have to pass because like Tampa Bay right. is – Usually strongest against yeah. the run. That, 
yeah, Minnesota just doesn't get to do what they want. But they have quite talented wide receivers, and it probably should lean into them more than, you know, four yards in a cloud of dust most plays. <sighs> yeah. I, 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 too, understand, like, Vince very much has a shot. Don't forget that I have an extra six points. I think that's the... I don't think it I matters. Think I think Winston's win just by 20 plus. But I think... But I think I win. You know, all those no neighbors <laughs> you're talking about, they're no neighbors for a reason, Kyle. No, they're not. Vince, over here with two top ten wide receivers, a top, I think, three? Yeah, the number three tight end, right? He's still got Juju Smith and Cole Beasley. Those guys are just, they get points. I mean, in general, that's the thing. Vince's team gets points. I'm going all in. Vince, you're going to win, baby. I believe Vince in you. doesn't get points. You're gonna That's somehow like a, make that was it a lie. to the term. No, he does. <laughs> like, yes, he loses uh, a lot of keep games. Keep going with this argument. Yes, he loses, <laughs> but his, but but he wins. He lo- but his players do get points. Sure. I never said he wins. Sure, I said sure. he gets points. Yeah, That's I'm winning by five points. No more, no less. Vince wins. Vince wins this in Upset City, hey, sending Tom reeling into the offseason. <laughs> that's literally, that's a, like, that's what I'm kind of sad about, is, like, the yeah. relegation adds to an extra layer of excitement. Yeah, it's so much more tense, Joe, when it's not decided by the regular season, but decided by uh, the volatility that is the KCLC Gina Chip Chip Tournament. Oh, yeah, but uh, Tom, any final thoughts? Yeah, well, we on, both, we got uh, we our got our final us. fours going here. Um, real quick, who's your who's your finals and champion? No explanation, just give it to me. <laughs> All right, I'm going Castro versus Gert. Oh wow! And I have Castro I'm, I'm gonna out on top. I'm gonna side with you and say Gert is gonna win that half of the bracket. But I think he's gonna face myself, of course. Uh, but I'll lose. But I'll lose to Garrett because because I'll run out of steam <laughs> real quick. Yeah, I just I, I'm going with the karma gods on this one, and I think Castro just after the start he had yeah. to the season with the whole draft situation, it, it'd be like the perfect Cinderella story. So that's I'm going Castro, even though he's been like yeah. the hottest team well, in the last. There two you months. have it. It's were I am Nostradamus side side by side Albert Einstein we are perfect in all of our predictions yeah so uh, any other thoughts here Tom before we sign off that was Tom Hart your commissioner from Commodus co-commissioner at large and this has been the Champions Podcast.